This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, we're back in lockdown, so we're uh, we're not in the studio. We're doing yeah. it remotely. <laughs> really celebrating that. Hooray! Yeah, nice. We so, had a nice we had a nice run of five records in the studio, and now we're back. Well, we are we are joined by someone who um, came and did a live one with us when we we're on our previous lockdown, and then we're back in lockdown. And thought, what? Who better to get come back on and do a proper recorded episode and none other than the legend that is dizzy rascal hello mate what's going on big man uh how is a lockdown treating you i cannot complain i, I actually can't i can't you got the really? perfect, you got the perfect setup just to be in lockdown there yeah it's fine it was all set up i bought some new toys bought myself a, a couple uh like a, a new midi keyboard a midi little drum machine thing that ain't wired up yet but, uh, but yeah I'm happy. Everything's all right at home. Everything blessed. Do you get uh, slightly nervous that um, you're going to buy too much shit? Like, I bought... Uh, I, I, I sort of got carried away, like, late at night, where after my wife's got this thing, I'd sort of be looking online. Obviously, not, not you know, not anything well, looking online. No, but I ended up... I, I bought a fucking jumpsuit the other day. I don't know what, what? I was thinking. Yeah, Is honestly. Isn't that what girls wear? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that was, why? Because I because I can. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. I just thought I could try and pull it off, and then it arrived. You're uh, supposed like to feel like that. You're a star, baby. <laughs> Talk us through it, man. What's it look like? What colour? It's uh, it's navy blue. Nice. Uh, like a boiler suit. Then. Quite loose fit. It's like a boiler suit. Yeah. And I tried it on, and uh, it was a mistake. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to admit that it was a big mistake. You can so use it at Halloween or something. Mm. You no, know, you just keep it there to remind you that you can afford to make, make them mistakes. Get <laughs> <laughs> uh, it What have you been doing during lockdown, is it? Well, it's like, wait, how long has it been the lock? It's been a what? A week, isn't it? A week? A week, yeah. Two weeks? Two, isn't it? I didn't it's even been know- two weeks. I didn't even notice. I ain't been anywhere. And then, and then to be fair, before the lockdown, work was a bit lockdownish anyway. Like the conditions, yeah. like all the little whatever interviews or TV shows or whatever I was doing, it was in sort of like lockdownish conditions. So between going to do that and being at home, <laughs> I don't see like what the difference is in it. Are you uh, are you not leaving the house at all then? Not much. So if, I, if I'm honest, to, to do what? I don't know. I like to have like a... Buy a jumpsuit. Buy a jumpsuit. That's what I need. Online. A list. Uh, like go for a walk or some shit, you know? Walks and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been going on walks and all that. Walking school and all that. But other mm. than that, nah, not, not much. Really, just been indoors, just jamming. Like, I don't, I don't mind it. It's studio right, innit? Yeah. These, yeah, these yeah. things don't affect me in the same way. Yeah. When do you do your best work in the studio? Are you like uh, three o'clock in the morning? Like? I don't nights no more, you know. I I, I would like really? nights, years. Nah. If, like when I was out in LA and Miami, or sometimes I'll do them them late night ones because you're you're t- you're so far away from home with different people's a vibe. Sometimes you catch them vibe. But I'm a daytime guy, man. Like what to, is that? Is that is that something that's happened as you got older? Is it? You think? 
I think it has, you know. Last few years, yeah, just 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 fresh up. Just fresh I've up. Had, I've had so many fucking times like that, man, where like I've had to write a script or get a thing finished. And I think to myself, I'm gonna put the kids to bed, mm. I'm gonna chill out for a bit, watch a bit of TV, and I'm gonna go through the night. And then I, I sit and about midnight I think, do you know what? I think I'm just gonna go to bed. And then that's what happens. <laughs> Yeah, I, can't, I can't do it. You just got to stick to office hours. That's the key. True, man. First thing in the morning, as far as writing bars, yeah, I, I find sometimes yeah. first thing in the morning is the one, you know, straight away. But before you've even got out of bed, things just come. Yeah. And even if you might, you might, sometimes the hardest part is getting the start. Because then from, from get, when you got the start of whatever it is, whether you're writing the script or writing like a verse or whatever, when you get that start, then you can leave half of, you can leave it halfway through, get on with the day. And just yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I find like um, I find that the, the the what I do in the first hour of the day sort of sets the tone for so what I'm going to be doing the whole day. Do you know what I mean? So if yeah. I if I'm productive in that first hour, it's yeah. going to be a good day. But if I <laughs> fuck that first hour off, it's over. I, and I, it, I might as well just go. Okay, today's done. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not going to get anything done today. Sometimes you have them days where you feel like, ah, oh, fuck it. You just want to just. Just lounge around, isn't it? Yeah. I know. That's good, though. I think creatively, that's all right, isn't it? To have a lounge around there. It's research. Sometimes you need to, man, because the, the like, well, sometimes you just need to live. It's hard to just constant. You know what? You, you've probably got like a, what do you say, executive mindset or or, or kind of um, want to be on the go, on the go, on the go. But when it comes to like creative stuff, mm. it don't really work like that. So it's like a, it's like a battle, isn't it? Yeah, you're you're at a level where look, you're on fucking every TV show and that, or you're on big league shit in it. Yeah, so you need to read the output needs to be crazy to keep you up there in it. Right, right, right. Boiler suit shit. Boiler yeah, suit. Jump, I'm on that fucking yeah, jumpsuit. I'm on that jumpsuit level. Jumpsuit levels, man. Jumpsuit. Yeah, yeah. I bought a jumpsuit in the in the pandemic, bitch. Whatever. <laughs> I bought ten. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> Fuck your jumpsuit, bitch. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta get it on by the end of this podcast, dude. I'm not getting it on during the podcast, mate. I'll send you guys a photo. How about that? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but listen, Dizzy, mate, I've got to say, congratulations on this album, man. It's yeah. fucking great. Slap yourself. I'm so ahead of my lap myself. I'm so high, you could never come down. If I did come down, I'll catch myself. I don't need gang up. Dipping and whipping in black on stealth Fly off the handle, fly off the shelf Bury myself with stacks of wealth If I die now, it's the cards I'm dealt I'm so G, R.I.P. Rest in peace is what it would've smelled So much piano time, my bell Just buy a new bell, I don't need no help Could've just welted and knelt on the floor The pain I felt, but I just felt like I would melt Love, life I proper knuckled down for that one as well, man And any, any little side things that I thought I was gonna do I said, ah for one, for one minute, I thought I was going to be a, 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 a property, um, a property something. I don't know. I watched loads of fucking what's that? What's that? Homes under the hammer. I thought yeah. that I was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to get loads of property, and then I've realised that nah, that's not what I'm going to do. Well, hold on. What put, you, what put you off doing that? Well, I needed to really make a good album. <laughs> <laughs> and and for whatever whatever I thought I was going to make from renovating some old shitty bungalow or whatever. I'd probably do better with like making a good album. I bet they've, yeah. used, I bet they've used some of your tunes before on that Homes Under the Hammer. They must have. I, I probably, yeah, I think one of the couple times where I've just been sitting randomly and it's come on and I felt really good about it because I like, proper love that show and anything like it. And then, but they always use tunes, don't they, in a really obvious way. Like, 
So they would go like, that was a bonkers sale, and then bonkers would start playing. It's like really obvious. And then there's other tunes they flung on that I've never heard of. Like, what what song was that? Like, from, <laughs> whoever's whoever's doing that that job is doing a great. His, his range is crazy. Yeah, it's good. I think um, they just type into Spotify whatever the keyword is. Work. I was curious. I didn't think of, see, look, I learn something new every day. I wouldn't even thought to do that. Rupert, do you work on Homes Under the Hammer? Yeah, I do. Yeah, still ten yeah. series in. Are you joking? Yeah, I'm joking, man. Oh, you're not, you're not, you're not my emotions like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> so with this album, I mean, you, I, I assume you're aware. It's, I guess it's difficult if it's your album. It's difficult to know what people are saying about. It. I mean, you've got an idea. People are getting in touch with you, but this feels like everybody feels like this is a proper you at your best, right? Like, I mean, this fucking is fucking oh, finally, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you did it, yeah. <laughs> now, I could, now I could go back to my property magnate dream, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Give me all the bungalows, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's getting good feedback, man. It is. People are loving it. Like, did you did you feel like you were onto something when you were making it? Yeah, I did. I did. Like the main bit was it started off with me making my own beats again. So getting to that point where I was happy with what I was making. The fact that I was even doing it again, because I'd stopped for years. Mm. To even, so it started off with the, with, with the song, that's actually the first song on the album. It kind of started off with that, God knows. God knows that I've got a good heart, but I do not go for the disrespect. God knows that I've been through the blood and the sweat. You bet I'm a nervous wreck. God knows if I say that I come for a check, then a check is what I expect. God knows I'm a pain in the neck. God knows better watch your step, yeah. Gotta be patient, steady pace and a bit of meditation. I got away from the self-medication, but I'm still myself on an occasion. Yeah, I'm still myself, not an imitation. Elevation, headspace in another location. Vacation, play away, I don't stay in my station. Got a brand new space. That's what I decided, right, I'm gonna do. First it was gonna be like just an underground grime project. And then the other tune that I did was the DW and Frisco one, it's called That's Too Much. Mm. So they were the two that kind of started up the whole thing. Then as it went along, started doing other bits then other producers started getting coming involved or whatever just basically just I was posted up mainly over in like the studio over, over in South London over in South East then just started inviting different people as I went along as the well it took over about two and a half years in the end wow are you serious yeah 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 because it came off the back of an EP that I put out in 2017 2018 2018 it was called Don't, Don't Gas Me EP and that's when I started making beats again literally right Put that as a five track EP, and then this and then this thing rolled off the back of that. It was supposed to come out sooner, but like I said, I didn't know. It started off as one thing, then ended up becoming oh, actually, this is this. I think this is going to be an album because when when tracks like Body Groove, or Body Loose, or whatever came in, and um, you don't know all those those different beats. It's like okay, okay, there's more to this now. There's mm. different vibes, the stuff that I wouldn't have made myself. You know what I mean? What other producer so, did he bring in? Um, Splurge Boys. So they're the ones who can't come with like um, body loose and the tune with Ocean. He made made that beat as well. That's huge. That tune, crazy, crazy. Yeah. And then um, who else? D D Klein, who made I don't smoke the reefer, like back in the garage days. But then he made there's a garage tune on my album called um, You Don't Know. So he made that. So we've got Still Bangles. He done the one with um, Alan Kai Harley. Uh, it's called Energies and Powers. And who else was in there? There's a couple. Um, uh, M K the plug. Uh, on like with a drill thing and got it and got it as well I think that was mainly it to be fair and the rest was me and is it and, and you are you doing your own production what what makes you think I'm going to get someone else to do something or is it is that because you couldn't you, ain't got, you can't do all of the beats or is it because 
you want to see a producer of a different kind of flavour or style to what you do? Is that what exactly. it is? Exactly what you said. The last thing you said is it, yeah. it's a, bit, a bit of everything you said, but the last thing is like bring other people in because you know they're going to come with something else. And I'm not opposed to working with other people clearly because for years I just worked with other people. It's yeah. only in the first three albums where I produced a lot of stuff. But but I think I went back to making beats and all that again because it, um, it just come fun again. Yeah. Reentry. I said um, this guy. I was working with in LA when I was working on the fifth actually, and um, what's the last time before that was Raskin. Like his name is J Mike. He works under yeah. Luke and all that. So we just became cool. So we didn't even end up making no songs in the end, but we just became cool. He he came to London in 2017 just to, just randomly and called me, and he was going to an Arsenal game. So I picked him up and I was driving him to an Arsenal game, stuck in traffic, and he was making a beat on a laptop in my car wow. next to me with his feet up. Like, what are you using this? And he was using all this different stuff that I hadn't seen, like, yeah. and Splice and all these things. Like, right, what, what, like, yo, what's that? Like, I've never seen it. And Ableton, I knew what Ableton was, but I, because I, but I just never bothered to touch it. I just end up just getting bored of logic and bored of just making beats because it's just the yeah. same approach and then it's just I hated it. So then I, I saw what he was doing and I just bought a new laptop, loaded it up with a bunch of stuff. Then it started getting fun again. And so that's when you had the EP, Don't Gas Me. I started making beats again and then rolled straight into this album. But it just took a little while. Okay, and another producer on there was uh, Chubby Dread. So he, he's the one for Platinum 45. He, he's the one who made the beat for um, Eastside with Getz and Kano. Yeah, so I'd I love working with other producers, but but getting back to making my own shit. See, like you see, we're in the studio now. Obviously, it's gonna yeah. be cooler than vocal, or whatever. But end up buying a bunch of stuff. See, now now I'm getting onto the hardware. I'm tired of using the sample things and all that. It, it was a nice re-entry, but now I'm understanding more. I've had to do more research and like about what a producer actually does or a beat maker and all these different ways of doing it. It's opened up a whole world. Whereas before, I was just just going with just straight feeling, a bit of knowledge, straight feeling, and end up with boy in the corner shit like that. But yeah. Nah, I'm jumping into it even more because of this album. Don't you have to patience to master all this new shit? I mean, are you like, do you ever buy equipment and think, I can't be fucking, this is taking much longer than I thought it was going to? Are you right? Some of it's hard. See, like, I've just bought this drum machine thing and I'm right at the beginning of, like, say that while I was making Boy in the Corner, my manager tried to show me an MPC because he's a producer as well, isn't it? Old school, yeah. No hit what he's from that. He, he sat me there showing the NPC and I couldn't like get my head around. I just, right. you know what I mean? Just the gear, the way it's put out, the, the, the sequencing, and I can't, can't hate it. So what I, what I ended up doing was the, the samples were just laid, the way I made beats was the samples were just laid out across the keyboard. See like this one here, across, wherever they were across. And I just tap and make a beat like that. And it's, right, right, right. I'm happy about it because like a few years ago, I see that's how Timberland did his. And Timberland was always like, always, Timberland Neptunes were who I look to when it comes to production. And I guess DJ Paul from yeah. the first year in it, but they were bigger, obviously, in it. So it's like, okay, my way wasn't wrong in the end of words, but but I find hard, I find it hard with those those beat make sequence of things, you know what I mean? It's just like just I'm just intimidated by them. I bought a new one, so I'm gonna have to sit there and try and fucking work it out and then other stuff was stuff that I thought was hard like Ableton yeah actually ended up being easier have you ever dabbled Romesh downloaded any like software no or, like, no but no but um, I got 
as you know, Rube, I keep fucking talking about this. I, I, I got Dex with the intention of learning to DJ. And my patience for trying to acquire a new skill, I just don't... Uh, that's kind of why I was asking the question, actually, is, is I just sort of have a go at it. I mean, it's really childish attitude. Because the thing is, is like, that's what I was going to ask you, Dizzy, is that obviously the craft of, of rapping and spitting is, is a hard one to master and to get good at. Yeah. And it requires you to sort of, you know, it's similar to stand-up in terms of if you don't work at it, you end up moving backwards because you've stayed static and everyone else has moved ahead, right? That's kind of how it works with stand-up. So do you feel like, do you ever feel like a pressure of like, where you, if you're working on producing, you're not working on bars and vice versa. Like, do you find that a battle in terms of how you split your time and kind of working on what you're doing? No, not too tough because um, the beat making is just fun again. Like, it's exciting because it's, it's just another side of me. That, I, that again, it all started around. Well, beat making came last. I DJ first. I, was, I used to mix jungle, yeah. And then, then I started to MC on the jungle records, and then beat making beats came after all of that. But the the the, the beat making is as important to me as as far as a, like an outlet. Like you see, you see, like you need to just uh, off offload sort of. I think that's why I did music in the first place. It was expect I wrote bars and MC to just. Well, whatever, I was getting kicked out of school and on the way back I was some angry bars and then it just became, you know what I mean? Like, I became an MC, like, an angry one. <laughs> yeah, so that's where it comes. But making the, beat, making the beats, it's, it almost excites me more than... Really? The lyrics. Yeah, because... If, you see, like, if, if I listen to Boy in the Corner, yeah? Yeah. Or any of my music, I, I don't listen to me. As, like, I listen to the music. Like, because that's what impresses me the most, those sounds, putting all those sounds together. That's what gets me gassed. I guess putting the bars on and make sure I make sound right on them is as important as well. But if I make a fucked beat, and in fact, that's what was important about this beat, about this album, is me going back to making beats. Because obviously for years I didn't, and that is what actually set me apart from everyone else. It was my beats. Mm. There hasn't been no beats in Gram for years that sounded like mine. Nothing sounds like Boy in the Corner because I made beats. Most yeah. nothing sounds like I Love You. Nothing sounds like Stop yeah. That. Even till now, innit? So sometimes I impress myself. Even so it's only when I listen to that, it's like right because because I'm so I'm gonna make some fucked shit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's just some mad that even years later I listen to it I'm like right, right, fucking hell, did I do that? Right. <laughs> like, how, how did I do that? I listened to some of the stuff on Boy in the Corner. I was like, rah, fucking hell. Because I could tell how much how much effort I put in it. See see something like, I love you. That beat, yeah, I played it all the way through. I didn't play it in like, chop it in sections. I actually played it for three minutes or whatever the fuck it was. Yo. Fred Gio know where you say that's for Some hard banger that you go what for? Pregnant, what are you talking about before? 15, she's under age, that's raw And against law, five years or more And she wants a score and a half hour draw That's the kind of threat that you can't ignore That hole that you pinned down to the floor But shut off what you said, three magic words I love you 
when it's the one for the birds. When you said that, you forgot other ways. It's over, you better start buying the prayers. There was no intention of her being white. Nothing sounded like that production at the time. Is there, when that comes out, there's two ways you can look at that. You can shit yourself and think nobody else is doing stuff like this. Is this all right? Yeah. Or you go, this is really different. Was there any part of you that thought, I don't know how this is going to be received? Or were you like, I know this is different. So you had that confidence of youth, I guess. You know, how were you approaching it then? Well, back then, I just I just saw myself as like, yeah, I'm going to make the most fucked shit. Right. <laughs> like, that's the only way I could say it. Like, I'm going to make the most fucked shit. More fucked than that. More fucked than that. <laughs> Fuck them, fuck that. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go nuts. It's gonna sound sick. Like, just yeah. sick. That's it. And put some weird you, shit. Quite a bit weird. Do you, you said you had that period where you weren't making stuff. Do you, like, looking back now, do you regret that you weren't involved in that side of it? Or, like, no, because I had some fucking massive tunes. <laughs> like, dark for me, <laughs> someone else do it. Them shit. That's not shit I would have made. Oh, like, right. myself. So that is where it is. Um, but what's more interesting is the journey. It's the fact that it took someone I met yeah. in fucking LA to make me want to make, for him to come to England, for us to not do nothing, him to come to England for an Arsenal game, me meeting while I was on tour, by the way, I was on tour, I, just had a, I was having a day off, I was on tour around UK. To make, that made me go and get a new laptop and start making beats. This, this album wouldn't exist. This album that everyone's loving right now for me wouldn't exist. I'd probably still be going around whatever, roaming around trying to get beats off everyone. There are beats from other people in this, but it started with me making my beats and then making the nice balance, which was basically the same as Boy in the Corner because I didn't make all of the beats on that either. Mm. That's good. A positive came out of Arsenal then. Yo, what the shit. What the fuck's that supposed to mean? I just do it. I'm not a football guy, but I know you're an Arsenal fan, so I'm trying to do football banter. Wind up. No, it's good. It's a good. It's a good little. Uh, good. Well done for dipping your toe into that area of banter. <laughs> That'll do. How, how, how do you feel it went, man? It's all right. I was quite nervous, but I feel good now. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It felt like you were losing conviction, sort of oh, midway yeah. through saying it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So Dizzy, how do you how did you decide? You've got like a who's who in terms of guest list on your on your album. Yeah. How did you decide that? Is that people you you know, or was you, did you reach out to people you just you just like their stuff, or how does that work? If you've got time, I, I can actually break down each one. Go for it. Do it. So with P Money, I already did a tune with him on that "Don't Gas Me" EP. So it was someone that if, we all know P Money in it. We all know who he is, and I just know like. It was like a test star to put him. I was like, the kind of beat that it was on that EP was a, was a dark grime beat. My foray mm. back into me making grime again as a producer. Yeah. So I stuck him on that. And it went. How do, you think, do you think P Money gets. I, heard, I saw an interview of you yeah. where you sort of named him as one of the representatives of grime in your mind. Do you think he gets the credit he deserves? Because he's a fucking beast, right? I think he's been getting more credit like recently than, than ever. Mm. But I feel like he's always got his ratings. He hasn't had the most like biggest 
songs, not necessarily the, the biggest song maker. Right, right, right. Separates thingy, but you say say like in jazz, you could have someone who's a, a, a who has bigger songs, but but someone else is better, a better trumpet player than them. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, totally. Cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's like that. But as far as he's a super reliable guy when it comes yeah. to bars and grime, in it or dubstep. Yeah. Right? So that's how I got him. So that that thing works. So it's like I called him on for this. Yeah, here's any time I've got that type of beat that I've made. That's someone like I can always stick on one of my beats. That that's what I've decided now. That yeah, that's a reliable guy is gonna come with it. Um, and I met him at an Ocean Wisdom show. To be fair, I've never met P Money. Right. So I went to go and uh, come out at Ocean Wisdom show because we had the Revan song in it. So I came out at all these London show and that's where I met P Money. And then so, like, link, that's where the link happened. Um, with Chip, I've known Chip a little while. I haven't met him much, but known him and chatted to him on the phone, whatever. And um, he did a daily duppy. I saw it. I just yeah. hit him up and said, yeah, no, that was, I, I like that. That was sick. <laughs> and they told me that he had something, he had some shit, does some music. So then that's how that linked up. So I went and did a song for, or recorded a song for him in here, I think. Then I got him to come to the studio and, and then that was that. And we made another song. Uh with Getz and Kano, what happened was with with, with uh like I said, the producer, Platinum 45, Trouble Dread, he's someone I've known since just before Boy in the Corner, because he made he made um Boy for more fire crew. So yeah. I've known him since then. And he, he made a song called Round We Go on my first album as well, on Boy in the Corner. But then I didn't see him for like years. And then he just randomly hit me up out of the blue. And it's like, oh, what are you dealing with? What's going on? So then come, come and met me at the studio. Then then he was just around a lot. Like someone that I'd always, if I'm going to the studio, whether I'm working with him or not, I just tell him to be there, be in the room. He's like, it's like a trusted, someone I could confront, like trust, trusted person, you know what I mean? Um, got a wicked ear, wicked producer. But then, but then he he came with that beat. He hadn't been producing much, yeah, stuff. Whatever. So so he showed me the beats, and then I f- what me? I think I saw Gets in traffic one day. <laughs> I like how planned all these cameos are. That's, that's what I'm saying. It's like that's why I have to break it down each way because it's not like how everyone would imagine it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've known Gets since I was like 14, like from before music, from whatever. I just. On, on Dust Street, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, back in the day, like, yeah, I saw him in in, in traffic and not in Old Street. Like, what's going on? Good word. Then I think we we exchanged. Like, we yeah, hit me up, hit me up. So then I got him to come to the studio. He he jumped on that beat, and then me and Chubby like on a separate session were thinking about who could, who could jump on this and like take it somewhere else. And by this time, Gets had come with the live and direct from the East Side, so that was already the theme in it. Right. So it had to be someone from East, really. So then obviously, thought, well, who's going to take that next level? And it was Kano. So then we brought Kano in on another session and that's how that one happened. So um, Alakai Harley, I was in the studio with Tiny Tempers manager, my friend Bumi. We were just jamming in the kitchen area and then Alakai came through and just started, I'd never met her, I didn't know who she was and just like, yo, come and hear my music. She was working in the room next door in the building yeah. And she played me her music and that, and she just the way her, she just started going off. You see, like when when you, you see like in America, you see the people just like they start freestyling for you. She was just doing that. Yeah. I was like, I was sick. Like you're wicked, isn't it? And then I went to my room, carried on what I was doing, and um, I needed a hook. 
basically, because I'd, I'd done this tune for still on still Bangles beat. He dropped off a bunch of beats. I recorded something. I thought I need a hook. I thought, oh, I should just ask that girl next door. So I went there, <laughs> told her. Nothing <laughs> 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 planned. That, that's what I'm saying. Like. <laughs> Then she came and she just, yeah, she just, she just did it. I wish I could disguise, wish my enemies would be quiet, but I don't wish for their demise. I wish I could be patient and I wish I could be wise. Still, I wish a pussy would come and try me and survive. Big yard, big bends. Still born a split on the ends. Big yard, big bends. Link on my long time friend. Energy and powers. That's how a lot of the stuff happened. Was there anyone you bumped into and then it didn't work out? Um, you tried it, tried some. AJ Tracy. I've got I've got a tune with AJ Tracy on it. Well, over one of my beats, it just we just didn't end up. And I've done I've done something for his album. Yeah, and right. it Ended up coming up. So then sometimes that just happens, isn't it? Yeah. Do you when yeah. you're asking like uh, when you're sort of when you bump into gets in traffic and you mm. get him to come and do your tune? Are you are you are you giving him a remit or like a theme or are you saying this is the beat, write whatever you think? Is that is that how it works? Or what's the literally uh, what's depends the, on the tune, you know? Like first right. of all, come to the studio. Imagine me and Getz have never even been in the studio like that before. Like yeah. so we knew each other young, like and then he's always been there. And then I think I might have even when 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 he I always used to be the one telling him just like ah oh, kind of like sort it out man because he kept going jail innit when we, were, when we was younger I think when he yeah. came I gave him the, the talk like he told me that well because I'd, I'd forgot innit but he, uh, so we've, we've had quite a loose relationship anyway we just one of them dudes innit we just known for a long time but when, yeah, when he came to the studio I think just played him a couple things and just the way he approached it started but he's one of the people who don't write nothing so he just start kind of freestyling in his head then go and put a thing down. I, I, I always thought that was bullshit when people said that, but that really happens, right? No, bro, the first the first the first time I actually saw it was when I worked with gigs. That's the first person I actually see do it physically. Yeah. No, to be fair, Bun B was. Right. Or Trade the Truth. When I was out in the States, I see them do it. And then I see gigs do it in front of me. Not not writing nothing. Just lay the thing down and I was all like, ah oh, fucking I've never I've never done it like that. I probably could, but I'm just used to writing shit down. Yeah. That's what gets did that day, so everyone read. And like I said, that's the thing it came with live and direct from the east side, right? But the way he'd done it and by the time it finished, well in fact he, he did half and then went away and we had to come back on another session for him to finish it actually. But then the way he did it and the way the beat was patterned, couldn't come up with a chorus. It it just didn't feel like a song he put a hook on. So I literally yeah. just come off the back of his rhyme scheme. That makes sense. So I just rhymed yeah. the last thing he said. Right, right, right. Got it. And carried it on kind of thing, innit? Which is what me and Ocean Wisdom did on the song Don't Be Dumb on this album. Just we That's what we did. We just traded the same rhyme scheme. which But we just did it throughout the whole song. That Don't Be Dumb is like fucking hell, man. Ridiculous. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Militant, relevant, privileged gentleman with ten bitches. I fingered all ten of them, quick ten stitches. I spit it is men and them. It weren't nothing to do with this men and them. Brick my brother, then spit with bed and them sticks. Adrenaline, dip, persuading them. Mischief, bubble, then swift and menacing. Oh my god, he can't get my brethren. Brethren, that sounds threatening, very unsettling. Somebody get him some ketamine, settle him down and heckle him. And I got a big face, kettle all metal, no bezeling. Never done banking, scams, embezzling. Run up on them on the main road, no peddling. Tell him, stop being feminine. Mind your business, bitch, stop meddling. How did that come about? Well, we've done, we've done three songs. 
two yeah. for my album, and then this one was gonna be for another project that we might have done together. Right. But I told to come studio, there was a beat that Splurge Boys left, and I was, I was rolling around on that day, listening to it. I said, all the beats, this one's fucked. <laughs> This beat's fucked. <laughs> I'm just gonna run. I'm gonna take this to the studio called Ocean. And it's the way we work. We don't fuck about when I'm, when I'm with him, yeah. He's so fucking fast. He's not just fast at rapping, he's just fast yeah. at done. So by the time, it's almost all showing off. He's just, yeah. <laughs> all right, fast, all right. All right. Just, like, trying to keep up with him, like, it's mad. But yeah, you just get it done. So then you just it makes you just get it done. So he wrote his verse. And I denied to, okay, that's what it is. Cool. We'll do that. Do that. Then we met discuss little bits in black kind of thing. And then I'll come with the chorus. Then we come off the back of that. But we knew that okay, we're just gonna we're trading. We're sparring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 how that happened. And then then it ended up on my album. <laughs> it was wicked. If you get someone into your studio, into the studio to like lay down a verse. Yeah. Is it if you don't like it, not if you don't like it, let's say for example you think it just doesn't fit or it doesn't work, do you get people to redo stuff or do you think, well, that's what they that's what they wanted to do? I don't quite think it works, so this song's not gonna make it, or does it just depend on the situation? Sometimes though, like sometimes it's not me that says sometimes like whether a manager or the label will not like it's not that oh, it's not good enough for the album, it's just that is it better than this? Song because you got to pick a first thing, right? Yeah, because it's ten songs when it was doing ten, yeah. ten songs for this album. So there was a bunch of songs, and we got tune with Lethal, tune with Miss Banks, tune with K Trap that I wanted on that album, but he didn't like his verse. Yeah, I feel sick. He didn't like it because he didn't think it was whatever his reason was. He didn't like his verse, so then it just didn't end up going on there. I was sad about that one because I thought it was fucking wicked. But yeah, goes like that. Sometimes the artist just not feeling what they put. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. It's nice um, having uh, 10 tunes is quite a satisfying number in a not, not overly long album. Yeah, you know, I would never have even thought to do that. Yeah, like, well, to be I'm from the era where shit, well, sometimes you get fucking 22 song albums, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. But half an hour, yeah, it's 33 minutes. Is it, again, it's an easy ride to the shop and back or like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's easy, yeah, yeah. it's calm, it's not, it's not taking up too much of your time, man. Yeah, it's quite nice as well when, like, because, like, this album is so consistent. It's, like, one of those ones where that, that length of time and it being so consistent, when you ha- when you got it on, it comes around to the first track again. You go, holy shit, that was the whole, you know, I'm back to, you know, it almost sort of catches you by surprise, you know what I mean? But um, how have you found, uh, found the feedback to it? Because, like, I think, I know you've been sharing stuff on your Instagram of, like, different people like playing the album and stuff. But have you noticed the difference to stuff you've done before? Because it feels like a lot of people are sort of saying, this is Dizzy back to his best or whatever. You know, is that has that been something that you've been aware of in, in, in stuff that people have been saying to you? Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of that. Definitely. I've been, I've been seeing a lot of people that oh, I've been listening to Dizzy since two, two, since 2004. Yeah. Yeah, all, all of that. And then just and hearing just loads of people just happy. Like just just loads of happy people. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna know say a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's been good. I, I, it would be nice to get more like um, see, like to do a proper like a not meet and greet, but like go to a record store and actually see the people there, like see them, yeah. 
in person because you went to you did you get you did a cup because I, I think I saw a video of you in Vegas Banquet or something like just signing stuff, but you weren't obviously uh, you weren't mating people there, right? Banquet records, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. I just actually went there to just go and buy a sign uh, sign a bunch of ones that had already been. Right. So will it, will you tour will you tour the album later then just part that up? Is that is that the plan? I yeah, should be touring. I got I know there's there's shows lined up and all that already. But you know, I kind of prefer it because people would have lived to live with it. <laughs> Yeah. And they'd know it then. Because sometimes what was happening with over the last few years is that you're, you're trying to f- fling new music and people don't know it. And then you're not getting the response that you thought you were going to get or you'd, you'd like. So people just, they're listening. And then it kind of it disheartens you. You're thinking, oh, they don't like the tune. Something yeah. like, don't gas me. I've got a song called Don't Gas Me. And then you look at it, it's got, it's got like 11 million plays on, on, on fucking Spotify. I didn't even bother doing a video for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was playing it, like it wasn't like going the way I thought it would go. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad you, this, people would have absorbed it. Yeah, because it's hard, isn't it? Because especially as like, I guess because you've got such a, a like a catalogue of like really big, I'm talking about hits that have like properly crossed over. People yeah. coming to see you, you know, I know, you know, there are people that be going, I fucking can't wait till he does this one or whatever. I mean, when you're playing the new stuff, people aren't, you know, I'm saying this as somebody that goes to gigs all the time. You sort of, you, it's not that you don't like it or whatever. You are just like being attentive going, I want to hear, I actually want to, you know, all the other ones I know, whereas this one I actually want to see what it's like. But I can imagine that for the artists, you're just like, fucking hell, they're really not going for this one the way that they're going for the other one. Yeah. It's That's like, when everyone goes for a piss, boom. goes to the bar. Yeah. yeah or, or they're just looking at her, like. <laughs> on their phone. It was just like. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you just fucking. You just think, oh. But at the same time, but it's but it's a positive as well. It's it's, it's weird to think to accept that, right? You made songs to, that are so big, yeah. That some people see you, that that you can't top it, and and then I've got a weird dynamic because for all those massive tunes and that side of crowd, I've got a separate crowd that can't stand that shit. Yeah, <laughs> they can't stand those songs. They hate that version of me. They're yeah. the people that are happy about this album. I'm like two different people. Like this, they they say old school dizzy. Yeah, we're like old school. Yeah. Like, it's like just just fully dissected me. Just, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? But they they interested in none of that bonkers, none of that shit. They care about boy, basically boy in the corner. <laughs> <Anything> <laughs> that's what they care about. So they're in the crowd as well. And they want to hear that. But then you see that oh. It's a conflict. It's like it's mad, and then you've got everything in between. How so, do you how do you deal with that? Because like there's you know when you did this album, obviously you've got body loose on there, but like mm. you've got like proper like this is a proper you know underground you know album. Do you know what I mean in terms of your sensibilities and the way that you've done it? It's like a hard that all the tunes are hard, right? So is there part of you that's going? Is there any part of your consciousness that's thinking about the audience? You're just thinking, this is just what I want to make right now. Or, you know, how does that work in your time, in your kind of process? You know what? It's a bit of both. I was definitely, I could say I was making a, a, a conscious effort to make music for those people that I know yeah. like my first shit. Right. And, and that actually just came with just making the beats myself, which is mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> And just shouting a bit more. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And um, yeah, there's that. But then, yeah, like I said, there's the other side of it. It's like, yeah, having fun and exploring and doing some shit like 
coming out of my comfort zone, which ironically is my comfort zone. That makes sense. Yeah. Making fuck shit. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, the mad thing about it is actually making a massive pop song is harder. Really? Because yeah, I'll sit here, I can sit here and make a beat right now and like and put a dirty bass line and thing, do all that yeah. shit. I know that they like, yeah. Whip it up, it's calm, innit? Mm. And and say some shit. No, 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 you fucking whatever. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> shit, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like yeah. the sound of this, let's keep working it. Yeah, yeah. sick. But then it's even sicker when you put get to Kano and DWE and all that. It's that effort to bring those guys in, the people that yeah, might yeah. peers. You know what I mean? So like, I've made efforts. People see that I've made the conscious effort, like. This is this is a classic for the yeah. scene for the culture because those people you're cho- those, by the, by the fact that you've chosen those people to be on it yeah it's a statement about what type of record it is right in terms of who you got featured on. yeah it, it's it's the effort it's it's um it's committed yeah that's, it's committed it's like it's like Jay Z sticking Nas I always go to talk, go Jay Z it's like Jay Z sticking Nas Snoop um I don't know DMX yeah. Or, the the locks or all all on his album all of them on the album not just one of them like all of them on the album that's the equivalent of me putting DWE Frisco Chip yeah um, Gets Kano all on one album it's committed it's exciting because you actually you've heard me with DWE but you haven't heard me with Frisco it's not something you even thought would happen you haven't heard me with Mm. Chip you haven't heard me with like in all these years, like, and then the music sounds so different, and and we know that the the climate right now is drill and Afro swing. There's like, I could have just made an album just doing that, mm. try to just fit into what was what was happening to jump on that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one drill tune on there, yeah, with MK the plug, and that and that, and that actually came about because of Smokeways. I did a tune for them first, in here, in this room. So I did a tune for them. And so, and it was with MK, MK The Plug was the producer of that. So then it was natural for me to just ask him for a bunch of beats. Yeah. So I'm saying, and, and that's, that's how this tune ended up on my album. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, nah, the commitment, having all them people on there and not, not trying to make a, well, Body, Body Groove was the closest to making a, like, and it's still not the poppiest song really is. It's just, a, it's just, it's a nod. It's still, it's still, it's still in keep with like the culture, isn't it? It's body groove because that was yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah. In it, so that's garage. Like I'm not a stranger to garage. I, I am seeing mm. garage as well at one point. And uh, what's it like? Uh, I know you talked about not being able to play it live. Mm. What's it like putting an album out during a lockdown? Is that is that being uh, a much less satisfying or more satisfying or or the same? Yeah, it's been it's been weird, bro. I've definitely like it'd be nice to get out to see people more to to, to get physical reactions to it. Yeah, but just seeing it on it, I mean, to sit there on the net because it's like a not like echo chamber. Yeah, you're locked into your thing that everyone like you're you're gonna hear what everyone's just saying about you, innit? But what about outside of that? Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. And then, and then also the other thing is, like, how much does it affect you? Like, if you're hearing that in the clubs and stuff like that, like the fact that we've not got that, does that have an impact on you in terms of you hearing what songs are getting played out and stuff? If I don't know, in the last recent years, I don't know how much of my shit was being played in the clubs, and I don't, I ain't been going to clubs for a while, man. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't, can't think of what the what tunes will be getting banged in the club right now. The club ain't even on my mind. I think I'd already accepted that. 
because by the I guess towards the end, like tunes like a uh, body groove, okay, would have thought maybe so more so that would work, yeah. or you don't know. But they were kind of towards the end of the album anyway, as far as making it. Yeah. So in the beginning, I didn't have that in mind because even though I'm making the conscious effort to make like grime, like as far as making the beats production, I don't even really know where they play grime as far as a club at this point. I haven't been that close to the scene like that where I don't, yeah. know, I don't even know where they play drill tunes, what clubs do they play them at? I mean, I can't even think, I ain't been clubbing for years. I used to do Mavida and all them China Whites and all that at a certain point, innit? And I hated that as well, so I don't, I don't know, man. Really, yeah. Yeah, because because I never really felt that I like, fit in like that. I didn't, like, all service things. Of course, you go there, dance with some birds, like, grab a couple, get out, like, do your thing and that, innit? Like, but other than that, it's not really I'm not the champagne guy. Like, not not overly. I got there, I made holiday. And you saw the shirt I was wearing, it's a little giant. Yeah. <laughs> Ramesh, on the other hand, is really missing the clubs, aren't you, during lockdown? Oh, mate, I'm all about the club, you know me. Right. You're coping, considering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so. remember, I remember. The thing is, though, is like, I remember, like, you know that time, you weren't about it, did you? Actually? You're in a totally different, you know, discipline or whatever, but... I remember being at a club or a bar or something with my mates mm. and then just standing around and looking at each other and going, this is actually, we've got to an age now where this yeah. looks quite fucking tragic. I think we need to go. Yeah. We look like uh, a group of cabbies that had gone to try and just like pick up fares or whatever. It was awful. Was fucking hell, mate. So depressing. Um, but Dizzy, seriously, man, it's a, it's a great album, man. I'm, I'm yeah. sure you know what everyone's saying about it. It's, it's great. Uh, you should be very proud of it. Oh, there's um, a vibe out there, bro. That, that, that's this, that's nice to create. That's what this thing's actually about, isn't it? Like that's it's that challenge, like, like just making everyone just feel like fucking oh, that that was, and it's gonna be remembered. That's that's the best thing about it. It's gonna be remembered. yeah, um, it will do. And also, I I think people are looking like at the moment, people are fucking looking for that. If something good, you know, they they want something good and like. I think people latch onto that at the moment because everyone's in such a fucking funk at the moment. You know, it's like it's it's good to have something like that. Man. Um, what are you are you listening to? What else are you listening to at the moment apart from your own? I mean, I don't know how much you listen to your own album, but what else are you listen to? Um, do you know I've been rinsing a lot? Um, have you heard of Sada Baby? No, no, I don't know. From Detroit, he's this rapper from Detroit. He's got this picture yeah. called um, Whole Lot of Choppers. That tune. I do know that tune. Yeah, yeah. He's got a mad voice. Yeah, I know that tune. Yeah, yeah but he's he's the his album that I've been listening to. I've been like, I love it in the car because the bass knocks. The yeah, it's got a flat. It's a solid body of work, man. When you see the uh, the album's called Bar- Bartier Bounty. Yeah, I think that whole lot of choppers. I'm so embarrassed to say this, but the reason I know that tune is because of TikTok. You know, my kids are so into TikTok. Uh, I think that tune went massive on there. It's yeah. incredible TikTok's breaking tunes, but that's what happened. Oh, every every few years, there's a, there's a leap in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like YouTube broke 
sharp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, like, Storm's a chain, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so Bartier, back, so really, it's Cartier County because he's the blood. So they they take out, they swap out the C and put a B in. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that, I've been listening to that, rolling around and that. Yeah, that, that is dark, hard beats. The 808s are mad. And then them little kind of spooky pianos. And then yeah. him, and he can actually really rap. Yeah. He's like, he's got, but, 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 but because of his voice, what happens is, like, I've got, and I, I don't, it's not snobbery, but like sometimes when you hear somebody's got a, like a really mad voice like that, you think they're not going to bother with lyrics. Do you know what I mean? Because you sort of think their voice has done the job, but he actually can. He actually can do it. He actually can do it. Definitely, and it just adds more character to the whole thing, innit? Like this guy's yeah, yeah. a bit off key. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, Dizzy, listen, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you, man. Uh, what's coming up next for you? Um, jumpsuit. Jumpsuit, the Dizzy Rascal E3. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you both a photo of this jumpsuit, Please, mate. And on. I want your honest opinion of, of how I look in it. It don't matter, um, honest opinion, you did it, man. <laughs> you did it, you can. Uh, now, what's coming up next to you, Dizzy? I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, show, me, show, show me the things, man. We've got here, we bought some new toys, bro. That's what, yeah. that's one, man. Buying new equipment and working out how to fucking use it. And then, whilst trying to use it, making mistakes, and then doing something sick, and then making a beat out of it, basically, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, but that's how, I don't know if you know this, but that's a, oh, look at this shit. Wicked drum machine. So I'll be, like, stressing. working on that? Is that your is that your evening now, just working on that? You've got to get it out of the box, mate. got to get out of the box, but I need to, you know, you, know, you can't, you've got to link it up with, I need to talk to the, Geezer, I bought it from KMR Audio, so you can guide me through how to link it all up. Basically, uh, right, okay. there should be something else in there. Yeah, Erebus. Yeah. Oh yeah, this thing here is wicked. Another, another wicked analog. Analog. Song. What is that? What is that? What's that do? Yeah, it's synthesizer. Analog is just like what they what they used in the old days. No, oh, right, nice, nice. And they made the old electro stuff or old hip hop. Is like, but much. you know that that's uh, that's what Bomb Squad used to say. You know, Public Enemies production. Yeah. They used to say they would fuck about in the studio for ages. Mm-hmm. Then every now and again, they would get like a little segment that sounded amazing. And then that would be what they turned into the tune. Do you know what I mean? It would be like just sessions for ages and ages. Yeah. So it makes sense. Accidents happen. You know what's mad? Yeah. You see, the, the, the first song on the album, one with P Money, so one of them bases, something happened, I got it by accident. The, the actual beat is called Happy Accident. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what it was called before we gave it a name. That's what it was called. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right, well, listen, man. Thank you so much for, for talking to us again, man. We really appreciate it. Ah, uh, bro, I appreciate it, man. Anytime, man. Yeah. Watch, uh, them, watch them, um, them things on Netflix. I started watching it, yeah. We were chatting. We were chatting on text. Yeah. Okay, what's it called? Billionaires, Billionaires Boys Club, is it? Is that what it is? Billionaires Bad Boys or something. Yeah, something like that. They're about these Indian billionaires. No, uh, Yeah, it's great. I think maybe one of them was wearing a jumpsuit and I got carried away. I don't, I don't know where the origins are. You're supposed to, bro. You're <laughs> to it. Yeah. Uh, but listen, lovely to speak to you, man. You take care of yourself. Dude, okay. man, bless up both of you. Right. Yeah? Good bit. Cheers. See you later, man.